0: My name is Scott Challoner, and this is the Leaders Council podcast for the people who run the country and the people who keep the country running. And it is my pleasure to welcome onto today's program Jane Davies, the company secretary at Lewiswell Chemicals. Uh, Lewiswell is a manufacturer based in Borton on the Water, and primarily serves the hospitality and automotive sectors. Uh, Jane, welcome to the show, and thank you so much for joining us.
1: Good morning, Scott. Very
0: nice to meet you. Uh, likewise, Jane. Very nice to uh, make your acquaintance um, as well. It's a shame that in this age that we're in, it's having to be done virtually, but this is, of course, where we're at. Um, so I've only given a very, very brief overview of your business, Lowest Well Chemicals. So just for those regular listeners to the podcast that may not be familiar with yourself and your business, um, what is it that you sort of do, if you could just expand upon those initial points?
1: Yes, we produce uh cleaning products which mainly go into hospitality. So we take the raw materials and we we formulate and we blend, sometimes specifically for places and sometimes more generally. So very general things like washing up liquid or machine liquid, Um, but sometimes we're called on to do more specialist things.
0: That's interesting because given your line of work, I can imagine it sort of had a little bit of a double effect, hasn't it, the last sort of 18, 19 months with COVID? Because you say that one of your big target markets is the hospitality sector, which of course has really been stricken over the, uh, the last sort of uh, year and a half. Uh, but then as well as that, the demand for the products that you actually make is going to have gone up drastically, hasn't it? So I can imagine the effects on you being sort of quite interesting.
1: It has. Um, at the beginning of the pandemic, we lost all our business because obviously everything was closed down. It was like going to work in a ghost town. Um, we were quite lucky in the fact that we did actually have some um, alcohol hand gel sanitizers and surface sanitizers, which we could make, um, and we were producing it for sort of local places places that well needed it really, um but um, as far as the hospitality was concerned, there was nothing it was it was heartbreaking,
0: yeah, it certainly seems the uh, the case, and um although that um we've seen restrictions go now and hospitality has started to sort of tentatively make its return, are you seeing that side of the market starting to sort of rejuvenate itself now?
1: It is, yes, um but Part of the problem is now, of course, is that all of our, uh, our customers who are in hospitality are struggling because although they are incredibly busy, which makes us incredibly busy, they don't have the staff to service the amount of customers that mm-hmm. want to go into them. So it, although it, it bounced back, it will never go back to how it was because the volume of people wanting to go into hospitality does not match with the volume of people who will work in hospitality.
0: And this is a real problem, isn't it? Because you have to bear in mind that when we see these recruitment shortages as a result of Brexit or COVID, whatever you want to necessarily sort of pin the blame on, um, you have to remember that it doesn't just affect that sector, it's the entire sort of supply chain to that industry as well, isn't it? So when we're talking about recruitment issues and skills shortages within these industries, it's affecting businesses like yours as well, isn't it? So it's a far, far greater problem. And that's what people really need to realise.
1: Yes, they do. They also need to realise that when the shelves in the supermarkets are empty, it's not because the people, the buyers in the supermarket, have failed. It's because those products are just not being made. An awful lot of products. A very simple example is aluminium foil. So we're all going to wrap our turkeys at Christmas in aluminium Unfortunately, there is no aluminium about. Um, we can we can source very poor aluminium but not catering style. Um, One of our suppliers told us that we would get um, the next consignment of foil in 2022. That's nothing to do with with poor workmanship, poor managing of stocks or anything. It just is. It's not being made. And then if it is being made, it's stuck at the docks. Or alternatively, we don't have the drivers within the supply chain to bring it to us.
0: It's incredible, isn't it? And um, for businesses such as yours that do not want to be compromising on quality, it's an impossible situation that you're finding yourself in, isn't it? And I can imagine that sort of maintaining a cool head from a leadership point of view when you're trying to run a business um, in this quite challenging environment, I can imagine that can be quite difficult, can't it? So what is it actually sort of like from a personal point of view trying to sort of manage this situation?
1: It can become very difficult. Um, there have been times where I have really felt like lying on the office floor and screaming. Um, but unfortunately, that, that doesn't achieve anything. Um, we, you have to keep a cool head. You have to look to the future. And as I said, right at the very beginning of the pandemic, uh, when we were when we were completely locked down and people were saying, like, oh, you know, this business is going bankrupt, that business is going bankrupt. I said I would rather mourn my, the demise of my company than I would mourn the loss of one of my children or grandchildren we've got we've got to abide by the guidelines
0: exactly right and it's important also for sort of the maintenance and mental health isn't it that you sort of you're maintaining um, sort of and going by the guidelines and you're making sure that people feel safe in their day-to-day roles because if you have a workforce if you have family friends that don't feel safe in what they're doing you're not going to sort of get the best out of them are you and that's been key isn't yeah. it over the last sort of 18 months making sure that we're all sort Absolutely. of in it together exactly right and mental health is Absolutely. something um, that's really really been amplified by by the uh, the pandemic, and um, perhaps more so than um, ever before. Um, so, just how important is that in your point of view, both in terms of safeguarding your own, as you've already just touched on there, as sort of the leader of the business, but also looking after that of the uh, the people working around you, your colleagues, your family, and your friends.
1: Yes, um, my colleagues at work um, are they become your work family, so therefore you have to care for them as you would your own family. It was very important for me to make sure that as as much as I possibly could, they would not be impacted. If they wanted to come into work, weren't during furlough, obviously nobody was there. But after furlough stopped, I needed them to feel safe coming in. We have quite a lot of guidelines in place. For example, we don't allow people to come into our production area from the outside. They have to stand at the open door. as a barrier and, and shout, basically, which is very good. Um, but we, uh, our colleagues need to feel safe. They need to feel safe when they're speaking to customers. We are very strict about um, face masks if we're face-to-face with one of our customers. We need our workers. To feel safe, we also need them to feel valued, because one thing that COVID has made us do is not really value people. I I found it terribly sad when people have been angry with other people in a public situation for not not doing what they considered to be the guidelines. Mm. Um, there seems to be an awful lot of anger about, and I think some of that is frustration. But it's very important for me to keep my colleagues at work, my family at work and my family at home, safe and valued and secure and to look after their mental health. Make sure that if they are looking a bit down, that you don't dismiss it.
0: Absolutely right. You've got to really be on top of it and you've got to intervene where necessary. And um, you mentioned the words as well um, in your response there, the things that COVID has made us do. Um, Just sort of expanding on that a little bit, are there any positive lessons do you think that we can maybe take from the pandemic, from this sort of experience of trying to manage through probably one of the greatest crises of our time, from your perspective?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think from it, we've got to be to learn to be kinder to people. Um, we've got to learn to be more patient with people, and also I think we need to leave behind. The I want it now mentality. We've been, we've been serviced extremely well by our online suppliers. For example, I mean, um, hate to say it, but Amazon and people like that. If you order it at 10 o'clock at night, you do get it the following morning. But that doesn't work in every circumstance. Sometimes you just have to wait.
0: Sometimes you do, exactly. And you've got to appreciate that not every single business out there is a giant like Amazon. It doesn't have people working around the clock and sort of really sort of pushing the boat out to kind of get these services get these products to you as soon as possible that's absolutely right and um, I think you raise a hugely valid point there that we've seen the sort of the proliferation of campaigns like Be Kind as a result of the pandemic and I think in some ways there is that little bit more sort of compassion and understanding isn't there and I think that sort of stems from the fact that we've all sort of been in the same boat we've gone through these struggles together and especially when it comes to sort of business to business dealings uh, business leaders have been speaking to each other they've been networking they've been sharing their problems and that is one of the best things that you can do isn't it um just for those sort of younger viewers that may be looking at starting their own businesses speaking to other business leaders when there are times of trouble and really sort of offloading those issues and learning from others it's so 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 important isn't it to understand that you're not alone in this
1: absolutely I, i i totally agree um uh, not 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 exactly on that point, but sometimes um, with with your customers, you feel that um, you have a great rapport with them. Particularly, we found that during the pandemic, when we were um, supplying them with things like masks and gloves, um, one lady who has a lot of companies we deal with are terribly tiny. One lady arrived on my doorstep one day with a little bunch of roses. And she gave them to me and she said, This is for being by my side during this time.
0: It's incredible, isn't it? Just those small sort of gestures, those acts of kindness that people sort of display to show their sort of appreciation to you for sort of yes. being there for them. And it gives you sort of that huge sort of psychological boost, doesn't it, as well? And it's one of those things which I suppose is the real kind of silver lining of this quite tragic time, the fact that it has sort of brought us closer together in an age where sort of we've been apart more than ever before in a sense and um, we are yeah. starting to now sort of fortunately look to the future with it, it looks as if fingers crossed at the moment that restrictions aren't going to be making a return of course things can change quite quickly um, but with that sort of renewed optimism and with ministers constantly seemingly to be talking up the sort of hard-won gains of keeping the economy open um, in sort of an environment where business can sort of freely trade again, free from lockdowns. Um, Are you optimistic for sort of the next year as we head into 2022 that things are very much on the up for yourselves as well, Jane? Uh,
1: Yes, I am optimistic. Um, I think that uh, the longer that we can remain within the restrictions that we have now, the better. I do fear slightly if all restrictions are dropped because um, we have seen, it's been proven time and time again, if you get too many people together in an enclosed environment which is not well ventilated, it does cause the bug to spread. Mm. Also, it, it also encourages things like um, flu, uh, Cops and colds, there's all the viruses going on. We've we've lost a lot of our natural immunity because we have been isolated. Um, but I think the restrictions that we have at the moment, maybe a little less. But um, I can see 2022, I'm hoping my fingers are crossed, is going to be much better. We can always look forward and say, the past perhaps was rubbish, but the future looks wonderful
0: really encouraging stuff indeed and just for your own business now lower swell chemicals just before we wrap up by this time in 2022 approaching the festive season next year what is it that you're really sort of hoping to um, have achieved by then
1: um well I'm hoping that we will be able to um, grow our customer base um, if we can't grow our customer base I hope that we manage to service our our existing customer base with the best that we can possibly do um and and that almost is more important because they stood by our side so we have to stand by their side
0: Exactly right. Have to keep going hand in hand, and we have to keep standing by the sides of those that have stood by us throughout the uh, the pandemic. I think that's absolutely right, and it's a very important message for anybody tuning into this that may be running their own business as well. So certainly would encourage yeah. you to uh, to heed that. Um, Jane, um, thank you ever so much for joining us on the uh, the show today. It's been a real pleasure having you with us, and wish you all of the success in the world for the uh, the next year. And um, I think as we sort of get closer to sort of this time in twenty twenty two, heading up to the festive season again, and we have a better idea of where we're at. I think it would be great to even perhaps uh, catch up and just see how things are uh, coming along for yourself and also for the industry at large.
1: Yes. Thank you very much, Scott. It's been very enjoyable and it it Mm. would be very interesting to see what does happen in 2022.
0: It would be, certainly. Um, and like I say, there'll be plenty of stories then to uh, share and look back on, I'm sure, as we uh, l- sort of look forward into the uh, the future, hopefully in a world where COVID is no longer an immediate and present danger. And if you are a regular listener who is tuned in and has been enlightened or fascinated by Jane's story today, um, then um, please do consider coming onto the, uh, the show yourself if you feel you have your own story of success and of innovation to share. You can find, of course, application to come onto the programme via leaderscouncil.co.uk Forward slash apply. Um. For now, Jane. Thank you ever so much again for joining us, and hopefully we'll be in touch again soon.
1: Thank you very much. Bye bye.
0: It was a pleasure welcoming Jane Davies from Lower Swell Chemicals onto today's show, and I do hope that all of you thoroughly enjoyed the interview. Until next time, as I always do after yet another show, I'll be raising a glass to outstanding leadership that has served us so, so well over the last 18 months and indeed throughout the history of our great nation. Um, For all of our regular listeners, do tune in next time, and we'll be looking forward to having you with us again. Take care
1: and goodbye.